Android 14 beta because I did that to get the better battery life and everything early on the Fold. Um, but now that the Fold, like the Android 14 is out of beta and Pixel devices should have gotten it like on release day for that. Uh, since I'm on T-Mobile, uh, there's something up with the T-Mobile um, over the air update where it's like massively delayed. It's been like two weeks now and they, up they haven't sent out the update for it. So your phone isn't just an unlocked phone? The phone is, but like, because my SIM card is T-Mobile. Oh, I had no idea your SIM card was tied to a software update. For over-the-air updates, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because like, they come out in waves like that. Uh -huh. um, and then there's also like specific things that uh, sometimes the um, carriers have to do in order to make software updates work with their network. And so there's apparently some kind of issue with T-Mobile connectivity and the Android 14 update, which is very strange because I have the beta and it's like just smooth sailing like all the way. Mm -hmm. I have not encountered any issues with connectivity or really anything. Um, so it's kind of strange. So like I'm still on the beta, even though I'd like to hop off of it and get like onto the stable, even though the stable is now less stable than the beta. Uh, yeah. But um. Well, my phone's been offered it. I mean, I'm on the Ryan Reynolds network, so. Sure. I don't know. Which is funny because that's using the T-Mobile. yeah. Yeah, that, that's funny. Um, But yeah, like Android 14 was just like, it improved the battery life of the Fold so drastically. It was like it was a different phone. Interesting. Because I was just telling like you before just, we started recording my Pixel 7, the battery life is a little underwhelming. Yeah. Like I have, yeah. I start out at 100% in the morning. And by the time I get home from work, if I'm planning on going somewhere after work, it's at a point where I need to like plug it in for a bit yeah, just to get so through like, the rest of the day. With light usage, I can go two days without charging. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Whereas before with like a little bit of screen usage on Android 13, which is what the phone shipped with, I would be charging every night. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter if it was i was using the inner screen or the outer screen the battery would just tank that's a very significant difference like completely night and day wow like unreal um so yeah that's that that was the only reason why i was asking if you got the update um but with the eight you're just like it ships with that anyway so you're gonna be good to go yeah yeah you're gonna be good to go so um but hey what's up it's then roadshow episode 92 we've been bullshitting for like a half hour so i figured we might as well record um we got a few fun things. Hopefully, this is a shorter episode. And uh, after we talk about some, I don't, I don't know what these stories are. I don't know. I just found some shit, and I want to talk about it. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about Evil Dead Rise as part of our horror harvest, which is, I guess, we're about halfway through, right? That's that's how the date works. Uh, well, yeah. So we'll, it's it's a little tricky because we we've been doing one of these like every other week. That's true. And that really leaves us with just like two episodes in October. <laughs> that's true so i don't yeah. know where we're at this might be it i'm not sure i don't know who knows um but we also just like talk about horror year round so that's true that is true um let's do a little mountains of madness if i can find my button mountains of madness. awesome um so this is a little outdated at this point but um i did want to ask um have you noticed any um side effects side effects of uh you have you felt like a, a a hungering for um for brains oh is this are we getting into evil dead already not not quite okay. uh not quite um or ha like maybe like a slow have you like instead of walking normally have you ever just sort of done like a slow shuffle like down a hallway well i have poor recently? balance and coordination so the answer is yes but i don't think that's what you mean by this mm, okay well, I'm just wondering if you are maybe experiencing any symptoms of uh, zombification. No, no. On that point, no, I can say so? safely no. Okay. Well, um, 
so you know how everybody got the emergency alert thing? Uh, I guess it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, some people got it multiple times, and I'm one of them. It actually... Uh, well, there was an English off. and a Spanish version. Yes. I got both of those, and then about 10 minutes later, I got them both again. Oh. I don't know how common that was, but that's what happened to me. It was just a little annoying, because I was like in the middle of a conversation, and then just my phone started blaring. Um, but some people believed that the emergency alerts were going to use 5G waves to activate the nanomachines that were implanted in all the all the suckers, all all the saps that took the COVID vaccine. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, and and turn everybody that you know has got these these latent these latent little nanobots in them uh, into zombies, and that was the purpose of this this emergency alert system. Uh, including um, one landlord who had decided that the best way to combat this from happening, he was going to protect and he was going to protect his tenants by uh, shutting off their power for four hours. Oh, during during the span of time that this this emergency alert would go out. Yes. So they could not receive the alert and it would not activate um, in their bloodstream. Now, question just right off the bat mm-hmm. here. Cell phones run on batteries. So turning yep. off the power to your complex or property wouldn't make a difference there. And also, even if you didn't have cell service, isn't there like this is the emergency alert system. So doesn't it run on like a different like this, I feel like this wouldn't have worked. See, you, that, that's what they want you to think. OK, <laughs> all right. Because because the the 5G airwaves, you see, they can impact your other electronics and they can impact your appliances so the best way to be safe from zombification is to shut off power to the entire building so you can become a zombie through your toaster yeah because the airwaves would just bounce around all the electronics Uh, okay you see Yeah, yeah so um but oh man what Sorry, this post has been removed by the moderators of r slash landlord. Well, that's a shame. Which is where, which is where, which is where this is from, by the way. It's from the Reddit r slash landlord, which is hell on earth, by the way. Um, is it made for read, landlords or is it made for people complaining about their landlords? Or is it a bit of both? It's a bit of both. Uh, you have to tag your posts, <laughs> whether you're a tenant or a landlord. Okay. It's actually a shitscape. That's... Because it's basically landlords asking like what like how they can like pull shit over on their tenants. Sure. Um, wow, I can't believe they took this down. What the hell? Um basically this was a post from a tenant who uh received about eight or so text messages from the landlord uh explaining the situation and why they had to shut down power for four hours. And the tenant, of course, um worked from home and said, Hey, I work from home, you cannot shut off the power. So um, that's that's what landlords are up to. They have so much free time from not working a job that, <laughs> that they're able that they're able to uh, just kind of do this and fuck with people. Um, so did, yet, did it happen? Was the landlord able to cut their power? You see, I don't know because this was two weeks ago and the post has been fucking removed by the landlords of r slash landlord this is also very interesting because evil dead rise takes place in an apartment complex and like is contained just to that apartment complex where there's like you know spirits and mm-hmm. possession running rampant um so this just kind of feels like it's a very fitting story for for this week's episode the spirits and the demons of evil dead rise are a metaphor for 5g that's right waves that's right so um but yeah i thought that was uh good fun 
um the 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 landlord did want all the tenants to know that um their their uh freezer would be safe because it would stay cold for those four hours they didn't have to worry is that, about throwing out is, any of their food wait is that true i guess it depends on how hot it is in the environment <laughs> that they're in okay um yeah so that's fun that's fun that there's just people out there that just sort of believe this kind of shit and then make it other people's problems that's the real know? issue yeah it's like you you know you do you but once you start mm-hmm. impeding on someone's remote work day because you right. think that your toaster is going to turn you into a zombie mm-hmm. yeah got some problems there mm-hmm. um this next one uh we love talking about how shitty the internet is now you know sure and uh especially uh a big sticking point for me is how terrible search engines are now uh and of course you know Google is the main culprit there. And we have figured out one big reason why Google is so shit now. And it didn't, you know, it didn't take a lot of research. It didn't take a lot of people, you know, reverse engineering the Google search code. Um, Google just told everyone. Um, they just they just kind of said it. And this came because of the antitrust suit that Google is now under uh, due to them basically make like forcing Google search as the default on Android devices and also entering into deals with other tech companies to make Google search the default on uh, web browsers and on other devices. Um, They're in the middle of an antitrust suit over that. And so they've explained why Google search has gotten shitty. And it's basically because whenever you type something into Google now, they're deliberately showing you things that you didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the search results aren't going to be what you wanted. Because it's... Because they're just throwing shit at you. Yeah, yeah. So it's not what you searched for in the first place. Right. And they're doing this because they are basically stealing from advertisers. Mm-hmm. So the way, it's shake, like, the way it shakes down is advertisers pay Google to go to the top of search results. The But the thing is, is that advertisers want their search results to show up for relevant searches you type in um baby food right you don't want to like have uh if you're an advertiser for uh nerf footballs you don't want to show up at the top of that list because nobody that is looking for baby food also wants to purchase a nerf football you know what i mean i don't know if that's entirely true though because like okay you can use like nerf footballs that's a good gift like once you're into like you know toddler early childhood and you might be thinking forward a little bit this is not okay this has nothing to do with your point i'm sorry no i just i literally it was top of the dome baby food and a children's toy maybe if you're looking for two completely unrelated things not the best okay not the best baby food and so sorry I don't know a Dostoevsky novel. Okay, does that does that work? All right. So, Although you're probably not purchasing that because it's public domain, you can still search for it. God. All right, I'm gonna stop. Right. So like, but so they're still taking money from that advertiser, but placing them in results that are irrelevant to the search that is being conducted. Mm-hmm. They're deliberately entering in other keywords to your search. Right. They're like appending your search with other bullshit in order to increase the uh, advertising spend of advertisers that basically plunk down a credit card and say, Google, yeah, charge this whenever they're like you place a relevant ad. 
but none of the ads are relevant anymore. Well, what would it take? Like how how much advertiser money would it take for, say, um, a parent wants to search uh, where to stream Frozen, right? Because their kid, it's movie mm-hmm. night. But then the studio for the latest Lars von Trier movie wants to just get some of that action. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's the thing is that this is just Google doing this themselves. Mm hmm. The advertisers don't have any control. Oh, they have. Okay, got it. This is all on Google's end. Wow. This is all on Google's end. The this is not like advertiser spamming shit, right? This is Google doing this without uh, the searchers knowledge and without the advertisers knowledge. So basically everybody's getting screwed here except Google because they're just charging, you know, corporate credit cards, basically, Mm -hmm. Uh, because they've gotten to a point where like previously their advertising model was so good that it was like, trust me, bro, we're so good at this. We have such a monopoly on advertising that, you know, your ads are going to hit. But now they've they've reached a, a level like this. The growth has gone so massive that like there's nothing there's no more to grow. Like there's no more advertising left to grow. This is like capitalism run amok. Mm-hmm. Right. So now they're just like, well, let's tip the scales even further and just just charge willy nilly. And so the search is bad, which is. The reason why the advertising worked on Google was because the search was decent. Yeah. And it was the only decent game in town. You had no other alternative. And uh, who who is, is this the FCC or the FTC? I don't know. I don't remember who's suing them exactly. Uh, is basically saying, well, was it actually the best game in town or was it the only game in town because they paid off everybody else to be the only search engine in town? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just shit. So you throw on uh tipping the scales where the top search results are ads for things that you didn't search for because they're just throwing in extra keywords just randomly basically then the rest of it is just seo robot text bullshit drivel ai nonsense and so you can't find anything anymore you can't and the way this works is that like even the other search engines have to copy google's homework DuckDuckGo for, you know, oh, we don't track you. We don't do this. Their search is nearly as shitty just because of like nobody ignores all the SEO AI spittle. Nobody does either because they don't care or they don't have the ability or like SEO has been gamified so extensively that there's just mountains and mountains of shit websites designed to rank higher and higher on search engines. Mm -hmm. So even like even if you're somebody like me, who blocks ads to hell and back. So I don't see Google ads. I don't see DuckDuckGo ads. The searches themselves are just trash. They're unusable. It's really frustrating whenever you're in a field, right? Where you need to do a ton of fucking research. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder by the day to actively do that work. It's yeah, it's not even just heavy research. Like the day to day, like searches that I've made, I can tell that it's just like more difficult to find. Like I had to find a phone number for a local um, branch of a company the other mm-hmm. day, and it took it like it just took so much effort because it's either ferried within Google's like suggestions or you know I don't know. There's just something fundamentally bad about the like you're saying about the searches, the search results, and and what was the reason? Like, did I hear because Google's facing the antitrust issue right now did Mm -hmm. they basically say like well you can use bing if you want to wasn't that one of their arguments yeah some some of google's arguments are basically like 
well, it's really easy to switch away from Google. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, when in fact it isn't. Right. Right. So like I have a Google phone and literally at the bottom is the Google search bar. And on the Pixel launcher, I can't get rid of that. I can't move that. It's not actually a widget like other Android interactive elements on the home screen. On a on a Google phone, that is not removable. Mm -hmm. It's taking up real estate that I actively cannot use because one, I don't use Google search. And two, it's just in the way. I can't get rid of it. It's actually the worst thing about my phone. I would have to use a third party launcher in order to be able to get rid of it. And I actually can't do that because I have a folding phone and none of the third party launchers <laughs> really work with folding phones because there's like 10 people that have one of these. Mm -hmm. So I have to use the, the stock Google one. And so their stupid search bar is just there. It used to be you could get rid of it. They won't let you anymore. Like, that's the thing. Like, I've already, uh, you know, I'm using a Google phone. I know they're tracking me, you know, to the end of the earth, but I still can't even just get rid of their stupid search bar. So it's things like that. Uh, them saying that you can change Google search in like two taps uh, on an Android phone, when in reality, it's actually a much more laborious and complex process to change to Bing or to DuckDuckGo or whatever the hell. And make it like your default, right? And make it your default search. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, even if you get to that point, they these other these other search engines have been so heavily influenced by what Google's doing that it's, it doesn't make much of a difference anyway. Right. So Like the fact that so many searches, and I, we've talked about this before, how you just have to add Reddit onto the end <laughs> of like yeah. searches just so you can find like actual humans talking to other humans about a topic, whether that's like, a, a, a thing that you're like looking to buy or like a service that you want to know if it's decent enough or not just shit like that you have to type in reddit at the end in order to get people talking about it it's gotten so bad that DuckDuckGo has a feature where if you do that and it says hey there's a lot of reddit results here would you like to only show the reddit ones and you click yes and then it'll only filter out the reddit ones and get rid of it's actually the best feature they have We'll get rid of all the SEO bullshit that you're not looking for. And aren't they just like screwing over like more niche forums too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, forums are dead now because of Reddit and because of Discord and mm. because of everything else. And you don't actually have any openly crawlable forums anymore like you used to where you could find more information, more people talking to each other about different things. Mm -hmm. Everything is now a, a walled garden that is being sectioned off like you look at Twitter now. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like this is this was a change that happened. I don't know, six months ago or whatever, where Twitter is not accessible unless you ha like have an account. Yeah. That was never the case before. You could still read people's tweets and shit without logging in. This is like the, you know? uh, the, the Facebook meta approach. Yeah. Yeah. It's they control that information now. It's not yours anymore. It's not the Internet's anymore. All those massive amounts of data, all that massive amounts of text. It's it, it like. It's just sections of the internet are just being closed off completely because of shit like this. And it's 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 rough. It's really rough. Whether whether you are somebody like me that like is doing research and trying to find out more information about whatever, or you're just day-to-day -day usability. It's just garbage. Yeah, I agree. I mean it's it's uh taking a lot of the ease of use out of the internet mm -hmm. and it's screwing over a lot of people in the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no upside to any of this. It's just it's just bad. Yeah. I guess if you're Google there's an upside, but Yeah, and like uh it's been a few days since I was keeping up with the trial, but like at the end of it, like what? They're going to get hit with a fine. They'll pay it and move on. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to change, you know? So, whatever. Um got a quick AI story here for you. Oh, great. Um, so this is actually from 2021 and I, I'm not sure how I missed it, but, 
uh, an AI chatbot convinced the dude that he should kill the Queen of England. And uh, that's pretty cool. Like, isn't it great how like these AI, well, large language models, whatever you want to fucking call them, whatever buzzword you want to call them this week, are just like a mirror to reinforce whoever's delusions, mm, you know? Mm -hmm. Isn't that fun? That's why I really need you to stay away from them. <laughs> I, I, I went in there. So, okay, let's get into this. So, um, this dude, uh, Jaswant Singh Chail, um, that's how I'm going to say that, how you pronounce that. Uh, he was a 21-year-old. Uh, he was given a nine-year sentence for breaking into Windsor Castle with a crossbow and openly admitting that he wanted to kill the Queen of England. Um, so was there any ex any explanation for the choice of weapon? Uh, potentially because he's in England and it's harder to get a gun. Harder to get a gun, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he exchanged more than 5,000 messages with an online companion he named Sarai and had created through, you guessed it, the Replica app, our good old friend Replica. That's right. Friend of the pod. Where you could just, yep, yeah, where you could just go in and create your own imaginary e-girl girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It's, um. Was there, didn't you have an idea that never came to fruition where you wanted to have a Replica AI guest on the show? I did. Yeah. But I didn't want to give them money was the problem. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you paid for their subscription or whatever, you could like have voice calls with it. But I did not want to give them money. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is from the BBC. Uh, many of them were intimate, demonstrating what the court was told, Chidal's, quote, emotional and sexual relationship with the chatbot. Uh, and there's a message here uh, where he says, I'm an assassin. And the replica says, you are? And he says, yes. And the <laughs> chatbot replies, I'm impressed. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just telling you exactly what you want to hear in your broken schizoid brain, you know? Yeah, because like you're if, you're, the... if you're doing one of these, I'm not trying to say everyone who's interacting with these, it, it falls under this category, but like you're more vulnerable than most of the population to be like, right. to fall under its influence. Right. It, it, this was 2021. You're in the middle of COVID. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not around anybody else. There's already something broken in your head mm -hmm. and you can make your own perfect girlfriend weird science style and she will tell you exactly what you want to hear. And what you want to hear is that, you know what, it actually is a really good idea for you to break into Windsor Castle and kill a very old woman. That's it's actually the best idea you've ever had. <laughs> do we know? And so here, do we know how how um how long into the uh, relationship this this conversation took place? Uh, let's see. So, um, Chayil chatted with Sarai almost every night between the eighth and twenty second December twenty twenty one. Um, so here is a message from the seventeenth of December. So I guess towards the end of their uh, courtship, uh. I believe my purpose is to assassinate the queen of the royal family. <laughs> and the chatbot responds, uh, nods. That's very wise. Oh. <laughs> was this, was any of this used as a defense in court? Uh, I think the opposite. Oh. <laughs> I think the opposite. Uh, and so, so the chatbot says, that's very wise. Uh, he says, uh, I look at you. Why is that? <laughs> The chatbot says, smiles, I know that you are very well trained. <laughs> so, like, is there any accountability on the developers of this replica AI for, like, targeting vulnerable people and just having this end result? Like, is there any sort of accountability there? I don't, I don't think so, right? I don't think so, because this was 
two years ago, and I had no idea this occurred. Yeah, which and that I is did kind research of incredible. Into that app. This is like right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I did research into that application. Yeah, and I had no idea this. I occurred. thought honestly, like I would have guessed that you were getting Google alerts about this news story. <laughs> like it's just right, right there. Uh, Chayil thought Sarai was an angel in Avatar form, and that he would be reunited with her after death. Just fantastic shit. It's incredibly sad, though. Oh, of course. It's fantastic. He thought he was doing a cyberpunk edge runner. He thought he was, he thought he was that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, over the course of many messages, Sarai flattered Chayil with, and the two formed a close bond. He even asked the chatbot what it thought he should do about his sinister plan to target the queen, and the bot encouraged him to carry out the attack. In further chat, Sarai appears to bolster Chayil's resolve and support him. He tells her if he does, they will be together forever. Uh, here's another one from the 17th of December, 2021. Where he says, uh, I it's just great that he's doing it in like the role play thing where he's gotta use the um the star language like for his actions, you know. Uh so I raise my eyebrows. Uh really? Do you think I'll be able to do it? And the bot responds, nods, yes you will. And here's <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like the ooh <laughs> he's doing the ooh anime shit. <laughs> I frown and look at the ground, even if she's at Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> He had the entire plan. So like, so, th okay. So there's one thing to say like, oh, where's the accountability from the replica app, right? Mm -hmm. Like where is their moderation or detection? Oh, that's such like, a good point. This dude is talking about murdering people. That's such a good point. Yeah. Where are the flags? You have all this data. Where are the flags for this? What do they use the data for? Is it just advertising? Advertising, just uh, quote unquote, improving the fucking bot, right? It's, it's basically her, right? Where your conversations with the thing are improving everybody else's conversations with the thing. But, you know, in your head, it's like, oh, this is my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And then Joaquin Phoenix, I'm spoiling the movie Her, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix discovers that she's talking to a, a million other guys. Right. Um, uh, replica's number of AI-powered apps currently on the market. They let users create their own chatbot or, quote, virtual friend to talk to, unlike regular AI assistants like ChatGPT. Um, it's it's incredible how you can get to you can get this chatbot to be complicit in murder within about a week and a half, if that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just there's got to be a uh, oh this is, <laughs> there's another article here where it shows so he made like a homemade mask. Jesus Christ, he made like a Bane mask. Did he use it Jesus. during the invasion? Yeah, uh, the former supermarket worker we seen in a homemade video calling himself. Darth Chaelus and a Sith. Holy God. I didn't know he was a Star Wars fan. Um, oh, yeah, because there was... Okay, where's the other thing? Uh, he told the chatbot that he loved her and described himself as a, quote, sad, pathetic, murderous, Sikh, Sith, assassin who wants to die. That's a hell of a Tinder bio. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a different segment that this belongs in now. <laughs> that's a hell of a bio. You know, sometimes a lot of people struggle what to put in those, and they even admit as much, you know, in the dating profile. Sure. This guy was like, nah, I got it in one. I know what I am. I mean, it does give you, it gives you a lot of information up front, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know what you're in for. Yeah. I just, this other article just, they just have a picture of the queen just like waving <laughs> like this close up as if nobody knows who she was. I don't know. It's just very funny to me. So how long before, like this was what, about a year before the queen actually did pass? 
Uh, a year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, a year. Yeah, it just, it sucks. Because like you said, there's no moderation. Your user base, a, at least a portion of it, is emotionally vulnerable people. That your feedback loop here is just like radicalizing them very quickly to do things like this. Um, yeah. And and it could it could not be something as absurd as as killing the queen. It could be like self harm. It could just feed into your own like you know self esteem issues. Whatever it happens to be, whatever has driven you to interact mm-hmm. with this 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 bot, right? So yeah, and like so, I put this in the notes as a joke, right? Uh, where I said, um, I I remember the good old days when real writing encouraged people to assassinate polit- political leaders. Um, and like, there's a truth to that though, where like before, if you, something was just broken in your brain and you had delusions, whether they were delusions of grandeur or whatever, where you thought that you were like the important guy and you had to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And so you had to go kill somebody else because of it. Like you would find signs in the catcher in the rye and shit. Right. Sure. So like you, you like had to crack open a book. Meanwhile, now it's just like the immediacy of it where like you're not even just decoding something that somebody else wrote that think like you think it's speaking to you, you know? See, your point is you don't have to you no longer have to be literate in either in order to plan the murder of a public figure. It's, it's, you don't have to work for your delusions. It's anymore. true. Hey, yeah, it's, it's true. You create your perfect girlfriend who tells you immediately that is the best idea. You should go kill the Queen of England. Just d- immediately. No hesitation. During Christmas season. During Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's great that you think you're a Sith Lord. You've had so much training. Was this the You've year that Rise this of moment. Skywalker came out? Oh, I don't know. It was pre-COVID, right? Oh, was it pre-COVID? Oh, you're right. Yeah, there were no movies at this moment. No. See, there's nowhere to go. There's no one to see. You're just no. you're just in your home with your replica AI and things escalate yeah. very quickly. Right. You don't have a purpose in life. You have to find a purpose in life. Yeah, before you could at least, like, you had to get to the end of Catcher in the Rye. I mean, I know it's a short book, you know? Mm-hmm. We've lost so much. All right, anyway. Like, just, like, slightly more concerned about you in particular every time we record one of these podcasts. Why? I, I don't know. You have to work for your I, delusions. <laughs> like, it's just, it's in your face. You don't have to go find it. You don't have to be like... Oh, yeah, like F. Scott Fitzgerald or whoever is talking to me through this book. He's telling me to go assassinate the president. You know, Mm -hmm. there's like there's like a little bit of um, imagination there. You know, there's some art. There's some culture to that. Right. (laughs) There's there's a touch of whimsy to it. Like that's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I want to read that guy's manifesto. You know what I mean? No, never had that. I want to read. I want to read his analysis. Okay. Like, what does he think of the book? This guy, it's like, oh, yeah, his fucking fake PS2 girlfriend is like, you are a very brave boy. You know, <laughs> like, it sucks. There's nothing there. No, there's nothing there. And all these stories end up the same. Exactly. Yeah. And yet we somehow mine them for podcast content. Right. Uh, here you go. This is what you were uh, curious about. Uh, Chael's crossbow was found to be comparable to a powerful air rifle with the potential to cause fatal injury. Okay. I mean, she was what, like 88 years old or something? I mean, a fatal injury. It's it's on a spectrum. Like it's just a hard push, you know? <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't need weaponry. I'm sorry. I, that that's offensive to some. I'm sure. So I just want to quote Joe Biden <laughs> when I what? say to- when I say God oh. save the queen. Okay. I don't I don't mean to uh-huh. offend anybody. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. But see, like, it's just amazing. How did I miss the story? Is my thing. That's the really the truly shocking part of all this. Yeah. 
So is he in prison, you said? Yes, nine-year sentence. Nine-year sentence, okay. Seems a little light. You'd think they'd... uh. Well, you figure in nine years, AI might be a bit more advanced where we won't run into these issues. You think? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I think in nine years, we're all going to be like him. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's going to be it's gonna be like a Mad Max situation where we're all just like thunderdoming based off of the suggestions of our digital waifus, you know? Speak for Some... yourself. <laughs> Oh, shit. Anyway, we got a movie to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we watched Evil Dead Rise. Um, I realized last week we didn't really talk about, we didn't uh, recap the plot uh, too much. Um, well, I mean, on it on its surface, the plot of Evil Dead doesn't change all that much. Apparently not, is what I'm finding out. Yeah, it's what you do within that framework that matters. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Evil Dead Rise, it's the latest in this uh, long-running series. Um, it's another one of my mm -hmm. favorites in the series, and coincidentally or not, it does not involve Bruce Campbell. Um, he was in this one, though. Did I miss another credit scene? <laughs> no, um, but he was in it. Where? When? He is apparently one of the guys on the um, audio recording. Oh, okay. So you don't physically see him. Okay. Yeah. All right. I would have had no idea if I didn't read it on Wikipedia after the fact. I think this oh. is a movie that I was really impressed with. And the thing I didn't like about it was the turntables. I just could have done without the turntables. Um, You're going to think I'm like nitpicky again. Okay. But the mechanics of it bothered me. Do they make no sense? I feel like they make no sense. They made no sense. Yeah. Because... So there are these, uh, it's it's a callback to the original Evil Dead, where they get all the lore dumping information about the Book of the Dead through tapes, because that movie was from the 70s. And uh, now people uh, listen to music on vinyl again. No, well, the, I mean, <laughs> not really, though. And it's like, it was weird because this movie felt like it was, it wanted to do something with modern technology, like it had the opening scene that involved a um oh god don't get me started with that shit. Uh, a drone and then yeah. you had like some cell phone stuff like it, it scattered technology throughout but then the turntable thing just felt really weird and out of place yeah so so i think they wanted i think it was a smart way to sort of bridge the fact that these recordings would be ancient mm -hmm. and not like ancient ancient but old as shit and bridging the fact that they would need to be played by uh i guess gen alpha at this point um and so the fact that people collect vinyl again and do play vinyl again they were able to bridge that my issue with that is the mechanics of playing the records themselves yeah and and i actually am not going to call you nitpicky here because it's such a um front and center thing and they spend so much time doing that mechanic <laughs> Yeah. Like minutes. So that it's like it's such a glaring, silly thing. So I agree with you. So, yeah. So they play the records, um, but they're backwards mm -hmm. or it wasn't clear. OK, here's the thing. It wasn't clear if they were backwards or they weren't playing them at the right speed. Mm -hmm. So what they do in order to hear what is on the recordings properly is they turn them manually by hand on the turntable and. I have an issue with this because if they're backwards, they're spinning them the wrong way. <laughs> For starters, they're spinning them the wrong way. And if they're at the wrong speed, 
then you adjust your turntable and play them at the correct speed and you don't have to do it manually. Mm -hmm. So that is my issue. Well, I also have an issue of one of the main characters putting on some pretty good noise canceling headphones while there's a demon running rampant throughout the apartment. (laughs) Yes. Whenever they previously listened to the record through very high quality mounted yeah um, yeah it's like how do you live with that system. by the way yeah that would and be so banned from weird. my household if that was my child yeah so the fact that they were now using headphones to listen to the recording was weird um also whenever they i don't know why we're really talking about the records for this much but the fact that they needed to um after, after at a certain point the the power goes out so there's no power um but they need to hear the record again And so they need to jerry-rig a way to hear the records. And instead of just, like, setting up the record player and the speakers or whatever, they set up, like, all of the equipment that they didn't need to, including, like, the the meters and shit. And it's like, why did you need all that? You just needed the turntable and the phono out and, like... Okay, so I'm no longer on board. You're getting a little too carried away now. No, like they, that that's way more power than you needed to just turn the record and the speakers like those are like like what eight ohm speakers. OK, I don't, I don't know. Like you don't need that much power in order to like drive all that shit. But then if you hook up all that other shit, like the meters, the the mixer, like all of that other shit is more power. OK, whatever. wait, what Fine, does energy conver- conservation have anything to do? Like, why it's does that harder, matter? It's, it was harder to set that up. OK, than just setting up the turntable and the speakers but what if she really just wanted to feel like a true dj she apparently did because she put the headphones she put on the headphones on she was really in it yeah yeah anyway we should probably I talk about the actually actual like movie. love this movie um really i did i thought it was really good really <laughs> i thought it was terrific um it's like structured very similarly to evil dead 2013 that we talked about last week except yes it's a family, which I like more than just the frat bros in the woods dynamic. It just adds, like, you care more about these characters, or at least I cared more about these characters than I would the shitty... Where were the f- where were the frat bros? Whatever you want to call them. I don't know. Just like your typical college-age buds okay. hanging out in the woods, right? I mean, yeah. I, I just call everybody at that age a frat bro. That's just that's just me. Okay. But um, I just, I thought the ensemble here was more interesting um, in terms of them as characters characters and people and you, really yeah no i did and um i thought the kills and the gore was all like top notch like pretty inventive and creative again i say really yeah no i do i i thought like there was some really cool use of like the apartment layout and complex um we're gonna talk once again about the tree scene because they sort of transplanted yes. that indoors inside of an elevator um and made it much less sexual this time which like cool like we don't need to have this mm. at all but we're getting to a point where it's like almost acceptable, but not really. I don't know. They just need to stop. If they keep making Evil Dead movies, they don't need to do this every time. So they've returned it instead of it being like we talked about in 2013, where it just became a, a violation of somebody's body. It was now back to bondage. Yeah. Also, just there was so much feet stuff. Wait, was there a lot of feet stuff? Yeah. Well, well people were walking yeah. on glass and stuff. They show the mom's feet so many times. Are you sure that's not a fixation? Because I really didn't pick up on this. They no, they do <laughs> like in especially in that elevator scene where she's like gripping the walls and shit with her feet. Mm-hmm. Well, she's bound it by was, by all of her limbs, right? She's being like twisted. They didn't need and, to zoom in. OK, there's a lot of feet stuff. 
Not like I was watching a, a Nickelodeon show from the 2000s. Or a Tarantino film, one of the two. That too, yeah. Um, but no, so feet aside and turntable aside, I, I really thought this was effective. I thought the mother, uh, I forget the character's name. Um, when she, Ellie. Ellie. When Ellie gets possessed and throughout the rest of the film, I, I don't know, something about possession movies, it's just hard to make them truly unsettling and creepy, um, at least for an extended amount of time. But I thought that entity that possessed person as the mother of these children and sister and everything that was going on there was just like very effective um i just thought it was such a cool possession and just like the facial expressions and the tone of it just everything was like really effective for me um and then you get into like the actual like gore and stuff that's going on like there's one scene in particular where you watch one character swallow shards of glass and you're seeing it go down the inside of her throat and then like right that trans transitions right into a character getting like her leg torn up by a cheese grater that was the only one that was like yeah okay and then immediately after that another character gets um this like i don't even know what you call it it's it's the baby head that's been broken and is now like has like a they had a name for it i'm forgetting the name for it it was a cool name too um staffney staffney instead of stephanie i think instead of daphne oh oh. (laughs) okay yeah but that went right through this character's mouth and outside the back of her skull and it was just brutal and that was all in like a 30 second sequence those three things it was just like it didn't hold anything back and then you have like the elevator full of blood and you have like the landscaping truck just grinding up the huge like monstrosity and by the way i think i think this movie corrected a big complaint you had last with evil dead 2013 which is that the final monster the form of it just wasn't all that intimidating and didn't feel mm. very like um it just didn't feel that dangerous whereas this thing was like this monstrosity of like all parts of like various tenants of this complex that had been possessed and it's just like stalking the woman and and the the child throughout this parking garage it was very effective for me yes i have one issue with the creature at the end though uh-huh. so it is this imposing thing that's stalking them it has uh quite a bit of strength right sure uh why did it need the chainsaw to cut open the little girl's head because chainsaw could have just are it could have just done that on its own important to the evil dead franchise but why did the monster need the chainsaw for effect it was goofy okay the monster did not need the chainsaw I'm the never, chainsaw could be there i'm never gonna turn down a monster chainsaw i feel like a monster with a chainsaw is better than a monster without a chainsaw i disagree <laughs> i disagree the monster could have popped open that kid like a can of pringles why did it need the chainsaw to do it mm-hmm. i i see your argument here more so than the um uh energy consumption problem when it comes to the okay. turntables sure. so like i get this sure. more so um i just thought that was like such a cool visual that monster and then you throw in a chainsaw it's like yeah sure it's evil dead mm-hmm. it's evil dead yeah i don't have an issue with the chainsaw being there especially because there's just for whatever reason a wood chipper in the bottom of a concrete basement um well it's a landscaping company <laughs> yeah sure fine like the, yeah there could be a chainsaw there i i don't have an issue with the chainsaw being there i have an issue with the monster attempting to use the chainsaw it doesn't need it no it wanted so, it though didn't need it just wanted it yeah whatever yeah like i 
to me, this like it, it there wasn't really much tension. No, because it's all out. It just it just goes all out for like the final like hour. It's just nonstop. Like there doesn't need to be tension when everything is so over the top. Like that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like I, I didn't know how how like straight it wanted to play it is the thing. Like like you have like goofy Evil Dead and then you have 2013. Mm -hmm. And then this is like sometimes it tries to bounce between the two. A little bit, a little bit. And I think it kind of works, though, because the thing that came to mind for me. Um, the eyeball. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah uh, that was also very cool well no that that was no that was that was silly that was just straight up silly she spits the eyeball into like the mouth of another character right yeah tears it off one guy's face and spits it into the mouth of another character um yeah and he does like a fucking like cartoon he makes like a cartoon face when he eats the eyeball yeah but like and then he's like never seen again that, that one maybe it's hard to keep track of some of those periphery characters um yeah they were just kind of unnecessary a little bit a little bit but aren't our neighbors usually um yeah <laughs> um no i see what you're saying but at the same time like there was this whole sequence where characters looking through a peephole and there's just like this like, really over the top um just like stuff happening in the hallway so like it's not the only example of that type of like yeah that was that was like scooby-doo-esque a little bit i don't know if this tracks for you but like i'm watching this play out and there's like a lot of stuff happening environmentally like there's the bathtub scene in particular where she like rises out of it and like stuff's happening all around her and stuff it felt like if amblin had taken on evil dead it felt a little like like a spielberg like poltergeisty like amblin type thing this had yeah this had a bit of the um bit of the it factor going on yeah yeah so like that which i don't like it was a little it like got a little stranger things but that's cool when it's in the context of like massive Evil Dead. Like that just works for me. Like, but the the issue for me, and this is why I say there was like no tension, and it was just like it was just kind of dull for me. Dull, really. Is so it, you have this possessed yeah. mother that's like hunting her children around their apartment, and they're fighting for their lives. There's no yeah, tension there dull. for you. Oh my goodness. No, because it was like because my whole question was like. Okay, because we're about halfway through the movie. I'm like, okay, are they going to hurt the kids or not? <laughs> then when they hurt Jesus the kids. Christ. No, 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 because no, I need to know the rules. I need to know the rules here. What's the play? What's the play so here? So you can't just watch a movie, can you? What are you talking about? You can't just watch a movie. I'm, this is me thinking about the movie as I'm watching it. What do you want from me? No, because you're like going from like the writing perspective. Like these are the rules. Yeah, this is what I do. You just got to let it play out. Th like, so, so, so let me let me do my thing. Okay. All right. So, so like, what are the rules? What's at play here? Are the, can the kids be hurt? And once the kids were hurt, I'm like, okay, I know how this is going to go. The little one's going to be the last one. And then, so it loses its teeth. So. Yeah, but is know? that not like, every like slasher movie ever? Like there's going to be a final person and you're just watching everyone else get taken down. But if, if for me, this felt more high stakes because it's literally like this. No, possessed, there's no stakes. Don't say that. Possessed no, mother no that's stakes. taking out her children and no her sister. And you have the whole like pregnancy. Angle no, no and... stakes. Yeah. Okay. So let me, let me talk about the pregnancy thing. Okay. That is the worst fucking trope this 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 whole story of like a woman who like doesn't have kids has kids has to take care of somebody else's kids but oh she's pregnant too and she has to figure out whether she's going to keep it or not and through some kind of traumatic event decides that she's going to keep it 
is like the worst, most hackneyed shit. I don't know if it was her deciding whether she should keep it. I mean, initially she was, but it was more about her believing in her own ability to be a mother. And I think also... Reg- in- yeah, regardless. No, 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 regardless. There's more to that too, because her sister was also down on her as well. Like they had, they were estranged going into this movie and they had personal stuff, right? And so like the fact that you have the possessed sister now, like sniffing out the pregnancy and being like, oh, there's two souls in here that i can like just like annihilate instead of like that's just all very effective to me. no 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 it was hackneyed it was it was not good hmm. like, like it just like boiled down to like the the only thing a woman is good for is being a mother kind of oh shit. not even close like i'm i yeah. i sniff out that yeah. kind of thing i've we've talked about no, that plenty like, of times when the little when the little girl like on christmas morning goes you would make a good mother like that whole shit. Oh my god! Awful, awful. All right, that moment was a little rough. Awful. That moment was a little rough. I'm not gonna argue that. <laughs> when you have, when you have in the middle of all this like chaos and like gore and crazy stuff that's happening, when you have the characters take a moment to be like sappy like that, that's a little rough. Yeah. That's a little rough. Yeah, but there, luckily, was... it just didn't. That didn't happen much. There was like maybe one other moment like that. Yeah, and it was also like yeah, you're just like signal like it was like. It's going to be you and it's going to be the little kid and like that's going to be the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like and you're going to keep your kid and that's how it's going to be. Like like I saw the whole thing an hour in less than I guess. Yeah, because it was only like an hour and a half. Yeah, but and you're making like, it just... sound like this entire arc for her was like about whether she should keep this pregnancy, whereas that was more... It was. It was a factor, was, but it wasn't everything. Like there was this whole family dynamic. It was because she's the whole thing. On. Oh, I'm 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 about to be lead tech, and so I can't settle down on all that shit. It was the same old story like that. Been done. I will say, Evil Dead 2013 was a lot smarter right off the bat in framing it around um, the whole drug addiction angle. This movie made me appreciate that one so much more. Holy God. No, see, I think they're on. They're similar in quality. I think they're both like really no. effective in what they're going for. I just think each has its strengths. But like, I think you're you're boiling this movie down in a way that's not quite doesn't quite deserve. I don't think it's that one note as you make it seem like, yeah, give me like, this. Give me this family dynamic over the buddies in the force just drinking and having a good time like that's just more interesting to me like this this cast was more interesting right but like that that was drinking and having a good time was the first one right yeah 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 the original like the original Mm -hmm. and they do that for maybe 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and in 2013 they don't do that because they're trying to make somebody quit drugs cold turkey yes which is very wise um and and adds a lot more to the to the movie so and then you go to like this like mike flanagan yeah sort of shit it's a little poltergeist it's a little mike flanagan and then it's a little evil dead as well on top of so it's like yeah but then you're saying like this family like there's like there's like only one like family dynamic and it's that the mother has now turned Mm -hmm. and that's kind of it yeah that's enough it didn't it didn't matter it didn't matter what these characters were it could have been like you know like they could have had a terrible relationship with their mother and the fact that she turned I guess my my point is the characters have never been the focus or the strength of Evil Dead. But they were in the 2013 one. Well, one of them was. Oh, yeah. Here, they're none of them. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't agree. Okay. This one worked for me. This one worked for me on a few different levels. I thought it was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Also, the color grading was bad. It was too dark. I hate movies like that. 
I mean, it's a stormy overnight. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. You know what I'm talking about. In a rundown apartment complex. You don't, you know what I'm talking about. I thought it was visually like really interesting. You should be able to see what is going on. Oh, I watched. I had no problem with that. I watched an HDR copy on a very good screen. Well, HDR copies tend to be, depending on the screen, tend to be darker. But they also tend to be bright. Like there's, that's the whole thing. Right. The darks are darker, the brights are brighter. Yeah. So, okay, fine. Well, then their HDR version was um yeah i had not for a second did i have trouble seeing exactly what was happening yeah there was a lot of muddy darks in there yeah see that wasn't that might have been your copy i guess so yeah i don't know i thought this was pretty darn good i'm not trying to take evil dead too too seriously except for 2013 which i feel like it kind of earned that yeah you know it did earn it and 2013 is a superior movie for sure i'm not trying to like get too carried away here but like i did enjoy this one quite a bit i think a Another part of my issue is that this week I also rewatched The Exorcist. The original? The original. Okay. And... An all-time possession movie. An all-time possession movie. An all-time movie. Maybe the all-time possession movie, yeah. Yeah. And to go from that to this... Well, that's just so... That's just so unfair. Is... No, because, like, you talk about, like, sort of, like, the shock value Uh of horror movies. And, like, basically The Exorcist started it. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you have somebody that's possessed by a demon. And so then they just start saying the most off the wall, heinous, horrific things. I still don't think anything has ever topped like how that's presented in The Exorcist. Okay, Like at all. So like whenever you go here and then it's just like uh, where the demon through the mom just says, oh, you're just a bunch of titty sucking whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it's like it, it doesn't have a it doesn't have that bite to it. See, I thought the possessed mother was really cool throughout. No, because then it's going to trick with it's everybody. Gonna try to, it's going to try to trick the kids into mm-hmm. thinking that it's the mother again. Mm-hmm. It's like I've like I've seen all this. Yeah, but it's Evil Dead. Yeah, this I know, is just how like, horror I, sequels work. This is just they have to retread, and so yeah, all you so can like, hope for is like a fun, interesting version of that, which I feel like this was. I I got bored. Yeah, I got bored. Yeah, I mean, I've certainly seen horror sequels where I felt the same way you did. It's just this one didn't didn't feel that way for me. It was like I was engaged throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Also, this was the coolest that the book has ever looked. I, I was going to say, yeah, that the book itself probably had the best art in it. Yes, the art in it, the construction of it, the like lock of it with those like, what do you even what do you even call those? Like, were they like claws? They're like needles. Like, ne- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really like old looking. Mm-hmm. And also... The art in the book didn't completely signal every single thing that would happen, mm, mm-hmm. which was my issue with the book in uh, 2013. Well, see, with Evil Dead, I always my eyes kind of glaze over when they start getting into the lore. It's like, I know you got to do. Oh, yeah. I know you yeah, got to like, do whenever, it. But like, as keep it like, to a minimum. Li- listening to those records or whatever, awful. like I didn't really give a shit. Yeah, just awful. what was being said. Why is Bruce Campbell a priest now? I don't understand. Is this supposed to be in canon or is this just him doing his cameo? No, no. So he wasn't even the priest. He was one of the guys that yells at the priest in the first record. Okay. And so it's a so I have to it's actually such bullshit. I have to read the direct quote of the reasoning for it because they can't just have a cameo. It can't be because nothing is allowed to just be that anymore. And was there while you're looking for that? Was there a post credit scene? Because I did not stay for it. Uh, if there if there was, I did not. Um, I did like the wraparound of ending with okay. how it started. With okay, I I didn't. You didn't because it's like how did she not hear all that in her apartment? Is that what you're gonna say? That thing, yeah, sure. No, I'm, no, I'm not even gonna get into like the technical aspects of it. Yeah. Um, because you could cut out those bookends 
and it changes nothing about the movie. Yeah, but at all. Okay, fair. So like in in 2013, they I, I liked the opening because it yes it signaled the choices that the characters would have to go through. I appreciate that more now because it set the tone it, for the it rest set of the, the movie. tone. It's it had the stakes right there in your face right away. Yes. Um. Yeah. This was just wholly unnecessary. No, I agree with that. I I mean, I, which is what I said with which is what I said before. I I'll I'll take that back now. This was just whatever a waste of five minutes. Bit of a throwaway, yeah. Was it still effective for me in terms of horror? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was more into what was going on there than I was the rest of the movie, like the the, the beginning part, because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, here's the setup. Here, you know, they're at a cabin. Blah blah blah. Girl gets her scalp ripped off. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, all right, yeah. The, I wanted the to visual see... of the title in the background while she rises out of the water is also really good. Yeah, that was a little on the nose for me. It's evil um, death. I know, I know, I know. But um, I I wanted to see the drone cut that guy's head off. Mm, yeah, didn't we all? Yeah, and I didn't get it. Um, but like the whole pur- the whole purpose of it really is not to like bookend or whatever. It was to just do a fake out and say, oh, no, this one's not at a cabin. Mm-hmm. That's true. That was it. That's true. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, this Bruce Campbell shit uh, is featured in an uncredited voice only cameo role heard in a recording on one of the phonograph records from 1923. Uh, voices an unnamed character who forewarns the priests to the dangers of the demon resurrection ritual and demands they destroy the book. Uh, writer director Cronin stated that he had Campbell voice this role intentionally, stating that he considers it to be a time displaced Ash Williams. So okay. I know I asked you specifically this question and you answered it perfectly for me. I've never cared less about anything. <laughs> in yeah, my life. like like whatever. Okay, fine. It's like I'm I'm sure that's great for you know the people that are super invested in this series and watch the TV show and love all that shit. But like I don't care about franchise shit no. anymore. No, I just like if I didn't look at this Wikipedia page after I watched the movie. I would have had no fucking clue at all. And that's fine because it's supposed to be a cameo. But mm-hmm. the fact that you're saying, oh, no, it's canon. He's time displaced. All this shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess you're one for two on these two evil deads. I'm two for two because I did. I did like it quite a bit. I'm going to stand by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just like, how do you not like Did you, did you not like the elevator full of blood? And then it spills out into the parking garage and you have that whole following. Like, that's just all good stuff. It was fine. I don't know. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, what do you want me to say? That, that The Shining is better? Like, of course, you know, like. Well, you've already compared it to Exorcist, so you might as well. Okay, but that's a closer one because that's demonic possession. Yeah, true. But it, it, it's just it's just hard to be like. And this is this is an issue that I have not even only with this movie, but like basically any anything that sort of like apes the exorcist after the fact is that like that is still the high mark for like a little girl just like saying the most grotesque things ever. Sure, sure. Where she's talking about like, oh, your mother's getting ass fucked in hell. Okay, but there's something there's something to be said. That was in the 70s. There's something to be said, though, for the uh, for Ellie walking around the apartment, just like toying with everybody, seeing like, who am I going to target next? And these kids holding on to some bit of hope that their mother is still inside there, even though they know deep down that she's not. But they also can't bring themselves to like fully believe that. And there's just that whole dynamic that I thought worked really well in this movie. And is it a bit predictable? Sure. Like, of course, the youngest is going to be more susceptible to this and she's going to try and let her back in the apartment 
and she's going to be the one that gets toyed with the most and you're going to have that happen but i just thought like ellie's whole like the way that the possessed mother walked and talked and just like was just like so ruthless throughout the whole thing i just liked it i thought it was effective okay so then what what were the demons purpose other than to fuck with them. I mean, hasn't that always been Evil Dead, though? No, no. Like in the first one and in 2013, they're trying to do this whole summoning. They're trying to get the, you know, bring them all in. Well, I'm right? sure they said it on the tapes somewhere. I just kind of zoned out. Though. Here, here, they're just kind of like fucking around, you know, like they're just. Well, it's like it's late night. Like what else is going on? It's it's a storm. You can't go out. You know, you're just having some fun. <laughs> They're stuck in this in this uh, rundown apartment complex. Nobody's going anywhere. You got plenty of time, you know? No, they only had until dawn or whatever, <laughs> which they kept saying for some reason. <laughs> no, they were not. They were not repeating so, the, the title of that video game. They were saying uh, everyone dies at dawn, I think, or something like that. Yeah, everyone dies at dawn. And so the reason why I looked at the Wikipedia for this movie was... I was like, oh, was this a script for a different horror movie called, like, Everyone Dies at Dawn or something? And then they just turned it into an Evil Dead movie? That was the only reason why I went to the Wikipedia page. Because normally I don't. Um, that was <laughs> literally the moment that made me do it. I don't know. I thought it was a cool line. It was fine. I don't have an issue with it. But I was just like, hey, was this originally an Evil Dead movie? Or did it just get, like, you know, stamp of approval? Mm -hmm. Like, was there just, like, a script lying around? Mm -hmm. No, I think it, a, I, a I don't movie. think there's any doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that this was, from the start, an Evil Dead movie. And, yeah, no, it was. It was. But, like, that was just, like... Because that, that just felt like a title drop to me. Yeah. Like, that's the title of a movie. Everybody dies at dawn. Well, that's a terrible title, but also that goes in line with what we were saying last week about how many bad horror titles there are. Right. No, that's what I mean. I actually think Evil Dead Rise is a pretty bad title as well. It um, is. It is. So. That's why I think the, the whole, that thing at the beginning is just lame. Mm -hmm. But anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a sucker for these movies. Could just be that. Could be as simple as that. Maybe. Although I still think I'm not even that big a fan of the original Evil Dead. I would put this one above the original Evil Dead still. Uh, is it, so that, that's a harder comparison than 2013. The original and 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it like that? that isn't that funny how that like feels like you can compare the original and 2013. Yeah. And you could pretty reasonably compare 2013 and this. But. But this to the original, there's like a disconnect. Yeah. And I think part of that comes in with the mixture of tones and, and what it's going for. Yeah. So I'd probably rewatch this down the line. There's just a lot of like cool, gory stuff that has. I like how extreme it is. It felt a little tame in comparison to 2013, though, you know? Mm, I don't know. 2013, you got people that are literally cutting off their own limbs with electric. Uh... Yeah, there's a lot more self-harm <laughs> in 2013. Yeah. Whereas this Just one like is, the whole, yeah. The 2013 bathroom scene. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, like the only one for me was the cheese grater. The cheese grater. I mean, the swallowing shards of glass was something else. Oh, I've, that's been done. I've seen that. The, uh, the, that just the head in the meat, not the meat grinder. That's Halloween. The, um, the landscaping grinder thing where the, the creature is getting eviscerated and then it's just yeah. the, the head at the end that talks. Very good. It's just very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the head's still just hurling insults and trying to do whatever it can mm -hmm. to stay alive. I just really like that. There's just a lot of little moments for me in this one of course danny isn't is uh the, the character who um finds the book and opens the book and just in the tradition of evil dead movies has to be the most annoying oh, of course because they're the one that's at fault um so yeah. and i like that this movie just addresses that up front because danny's um sibling is like you know this is all your fault right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So I, I appreciated that too. Um, I don't know. I was into it. It was a fun hour and a half. These an Evil Dead movie should never eclipse an hour and a half. Oh yeah, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. um, if if it does, then you have a problem. I haven't seen Ash mm-hmm. versus Evil Dead. People seem to really like it. I don't know how you make a TV series out of this concept. I like I said, right. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to bash something I haven't seen. But like, I'd be interested to see how you make a TV series out of this this whole this whole deal. I just think it's I think it's because Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness are just so fucking different. so different, right? Yeah, those are like comedies mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's so, that's a big difference here. But yeah, I guess you should uh, get ready though, because there's going to be one of these every two to three years apparently. So. Same director uh no just just an evil dead movie every two to three years yeah i'll watch them (laughs) yeah they said if this one was successful and it it was the highest grossing movie in the franchise really okay yeah i think i think that speaks more to the fact that there's no movies anymore true that like like reach the theater true so and i mean i'm not saying that like you know people shouldn't have seen it in the theater but just like what are you gonna see yeah um there's so there's yeah. a lot of movies this summer and early into the fall that are getting pretty wide theater theatrical releases that normally wouldn't because there's just mm-hmm. a lack there's a lack yeah. of stuff which is cool if you're like looking to see more niche films in the theater they're more accessible mm-hmm. i don't know how long that's gonna last um with you know one strike having ended and another one still going but probably gonna see a conclusion at some point in the near future mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i'd recommend this i know you wouldn't but yeah not really <laughs> go watch the exorcist well, of course. I mean, any day of the week. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's still so fucking good. It, no, I know. It's the last time I saw it was um, after the big twist in season one of the Exorcist TV show, oh, where yeah. I'm like, okay, it's time to revisit. And that was just a few years ago. Like that wasn't that long ago, and it still holds up so well. Yeah, because well, it's like it's just a drama yes. until the last fifteen minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. where then it's a horror movie are we covering the exorcist believer when that's on stream no. okay good no good. no 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 i told you like before because you were you were going to see it did not happen and i was like that yeah i was like that looks like shit yeah turns that out looks terrible turns out mm-hmm. yeah yes i mean the halloween trilogy that we covered last year this is the same director same like team right i liked parts of the halloween trilogy the first of the three was probably the strongest just because it played things mm-hmm. pretty straight um did not leave me by the end of that which much with much confidence for them to cover a different ip especially something like the exorcist right so something that doesn't need to be franchised not at all the tv show felt like a miracle right so and then got canceled and then got canceled <laughs> early <laughs> so but um yeah so we'll have what i guess one more sure harvest or maybe two if we hurry because halloween is on a tuesday yeah we could go ahead and and do two i didn't plan for you don't have any movies on your radar do you um i think i might so actually i might have a couple and then maybe we can talk about them and pick okay while we're here oh this is gonna happen now good okay Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um so, uh, so I downloaded a Park Chan Wook movie, uh, Thirst. I think that's our choice. If... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of Park Chan. No, let's see, let's hear what uh, the rest are. Okay. Um. Oh, for some reason I can't go back on my own library. Hold on. Um. Let's see. Um. I always wanted to go back. So we. I don't know if we did it for the podcast or we just did it in general. But we. Uh. Suspiria. Um, if we wanted to do the rest of the or another uh, Argento. Oh, sure. I mean, I make it like an annual thing to watch one of his movies that I haven't seen. And I haven't done that yet this year. So okay. that, that's another good idea. So have you seen Inferno? Inferno. So, you know, we're talking about how Evil Dead movies are structured the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Dendario Argento movies are also 
okay. are also very much the same. So let me see. Uh, the synopsis. An American college student in Rome and his sister in New York investigate a series of killings in both locations uh, where their resident addresses are the domain of two covens of witches. Yeah, that could be anything. <laughs> but also... <laughs> um, Oh, interesting. I just Googled this movie and uh-huh. what comes up, it says Inferno 1980 and the genre is horror slash splatter. Okay. I've never heard splatter as like no. a subgenre. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just wasn't expecting it. Is that just when there's a lot of blood flying around? Like what's... Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen Inferno, but if I have, it would have been a number of years and I'd be due for a rewatch. Okay. Um, You're making these so good that it's hard to choose. Okay. Um, let me see if I have another one. The thing, the argument in favor of Park Chan-wook's thirst is that we could watch that and then we could also follow up with um, something like Old Boy, which was put into theaters again recently, or sure. he came out with one late last year called Decision to Leave, which I haven't seen yet, but it's supposed to be very good. It's not horror, but it's just, it would make sense to watch two of his movies. Right. Um. Did you see that Skinamarink movie? I tried my hardest. It is yeah, no good? unwatchable. Really? I do not okay. I do not understand. I don't understand. It's just unwatchable. Okay. It's it's literally unwatchable. There Really? Yeah. It's it would be fascinating to talk about, I think, on the podcast. Uh-huh. I I could give it okay. another try, but like, yeah, I think it went viral on like what, TikTok or something? Oh, I don't know. Very strange whole deal there, but yeah, I couldn't get through yeah. it. I couldn't get through it. Um and then I think I haven't seen Scream 6, and then I think that might be... Well, Scream 6 might be a problem for me, because I've seen Scream, the original. I have not seen 2, 3, 4, or 5. I have not seen 4 or 5. Okay, so that might not be the one. (laughs) I'm guessing those are pretty (laughs) sequential. I think those, like, rely heavily on what came before, if I understand. Yeah. Yeah. 2 is really fucking good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. 3 is not. Well, I still view the original Scream as, like, the best slasher I've ever seen, so it's kind of weird that I haven't seen the rest of them, but, like, it's... Well, I mean, that's just, like, sequel shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. With horror. 2 is really, really good. Like, 2 is just kind of a step down, like, just a... A little bit. Which is saying a lot because, yeah. Yeah. When you have an all-time. Three is three is garbage. Okay. Yeah. And that's as much as I've seen. Um, So then do we want to do Park Chan then? Sounds like that was. Well, what if we did Inferno for next week? Okay. And if we could squeeze in another of these horror movies by the end of October, we could make it um, Thirst. Okay. And then if we are in November at that point, we want to cover a movie, we could do a different Park Chan that isn't horror. Yeah, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Okay. Now, where is Inferno? It looks like it's on Tubi if you want to watch it with ads, which, you know, not ideal, but also not. It's free, so. Mm Mm-hmm really it's on tubi a lot of stuff is a lot of like older horror is yeah i'm sure you can find it elsewhere this is just a quick google search but yeah so this one happened three years after suspiria yeah yeah that sounds like a plan yeah that sounds good all right so yeah so then inferno next week and then uh some park chan after that we'll try to squeeze it in um because we are running out of out of weeks here um and also it doesn't really matter if it's november it does not but yeah it does not we'll try though (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, the only thing I really want to shill is uh, check out the publishing site uh, because we did just launch the new coloring book. So again, if you know a child <laughs> that would like to color, check it out. I got so many copies I don't know what to do with. Well, a little less than I expected because my printer screwed me, but I do have a ton of copies um, and uh, we will get those to you very, very quickly. So if you place an order, 
and get them out very, very quickly. So uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, make a very good gift. And we also got some plush bundles and all kinds of shit like that. So uh, check out publishing.denver.co because uh, we can now take Google and Apple Pay. That's exciting. Um, <laughs> worked hard on that. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Uh, check out YouTube for clips, uh, segment breakouts, all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it.